How's it going, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Plant Remedy Podcast. I am sitting here with Bailey. My name is Steve. I am Chef Bay's <laughs> hubby, husband, the partner in crime. And we are going to be talking all things cookbook right now. What's up, you guys? How's it going? Thank you so much for being here. Um, we have been running through Steve hosting the show, and he's doing pretty good. What do you guys think? I think he's doing a good job so far. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm no chef bay, but... This is definitely out of your wheelhouse, so... Uh, yes. I'm usually... I'm usually the behind-the-scenes guy. I do, like, all the editing of the videos and the podcasts, and I kind of enjoy kind of being on the, <laughs> behind the scenes, so when I actually have to be the, the face of chef bay or the voice, it's... Uh, it's, it's definitely intimidating, you know. Yeah. I, I give you so much credit <laughs> for everything you do, you know. Like yeah. we make jokes, com- complete side note, we always make <laughs> jokes that I have never on Instagram like talked into my phone, like on stories or on my posts or anything. And like you do it all the time and you're like totally casual about <laughs> it. But if I ever try to do it, I, I would literally fall apart. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we first met, I'd be like, wait, you just talking to your phone? Yeah. To everybody? To the world? I mean, it's kind of a sickness, honestly. I'm just always talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. But look where it got you. Hey. Here we are. <clears throat> That's true. So, honestly, you're doing great. You're doing great on Instagram lately. You're posting on stories all the time. You're just like, you know, you're, you're typing emails quicker than ever. You're just like a whole new guy now. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to, you know, <clears throat> I feel like focus on what you do and that is trying to get so many things <laughs> no i was gonna yeah. say like educational healthy recipes and tips and cooking tricks just out into the world yeah. and everything that you and i do that i feel like now we take for granted yeah is really it's people want it and people need it so that's why i feel like on my story i've been trying to like post like things we're cooking even if it's just like a late night dinner or a quick like afternoon snack and yeah. I get like tons of feedback I know I have friends like back in my hometown that are just like hey like I love I love you just posting all these like random recipes that you and your wife are making like <laughs> keep going so oh so cute and it makes it easier to like when you take yourself out of it when you make it more about you know the mission and less about yourself it becomes easier to speak in front of people it becomes just so much easier to just exist online because it's not so much about yourself it's about a bigger purpose something so much bigger and i guess not necessarily better but you know it's you take your the self out and then it becomes less nerve-wracking so that's why you know you're a little intimidated to come on the podcast because you were like oh shit i gotta talk now (laughs) and it's funny because i'm actually really good in front of large crowds and lots of people yeah like giving speeches like even back like my whole life i've always been really good in front of lots of people but when it comes to just talking to the internet or like talking to your phone like it's yeah to me it's nerve-wracking oh my god the first few episodes of the podcast i did i would listen to my voice and i would cringe i'd be like this is what i sound like this is horrific honestly this little headset that i got that you can kind of hear yourself talk as you talk helps me speak better because i can hear how you sound how i sound yeah Yeah. so anyway side anyways what's up you guys we're we're having a really exciting time right now we are launching our cookbook and it's just like 
it's huge. Sometimes I go back and forth. I'm like, is it big? Am I making too much of a big deal about this? But it's a big freaking deal. And we're so excited. And we are so excited that we've decided to plan an entire book tour. <laughs> so we're, we're going all in. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I don't think that it was needed to go on a book tour, but yeah. I'm so glad we did because oh, yeah. how often do you write a book and how often does this happen? So you might as well go big, go big or go home, as I used to always say. It's true. It's like that little quote that reminds me, like, save nothing for a special occasion. Being alive is a special occasion. Yeah. So, you know, you just, you never know what life's going to bring. So this is here now. So we might as well just throw all our eggs in this basket and go for it i know yeah and i'm actually sitting here with the cookbook in my hand and this is the very first copy yes the very first edition and it is wildly emotional to say the least it's so i am beautiful. <clears throat> going when i when we go through this i see all the pictures because we did all the photography, we did all the recipes, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's emotional because we did this, it was like peak pandemic, the world was, everything was so unknown, which it still kind of is, but it just at that time it was really unknown. Right. And we decided to just like look at each other and work together, and I think honestly writing this cookbook has made you and I like so... I'm not going to say it, but like the F word's so freaking strong. You can say um, the F word on this podcast. It happens all the time. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It's just beautiful. Yeah. So, well, I mean, and we wrote, we instead of going on a honeymoon, we wrote this cookbook. Yeah. So yeah, we got married and literally like two days later, we had our first deadline. And it's funny, I, for anyone who's ever written a book or a cookbook or anything, you... Uh, and if you're not self-publishing, you do all this work. You're you're kind of have this back and forth with the publisher on just editing and ideas and like names and titles. Mm -hmm. That it's just it's very tedious all day, all week, all couple months long, all Year. years long for some people. <laughs> yeah. And it's after it was like almost like a two month break period where they were like, okay all the edits and all the titles and everything that has been compounded and compromised between the two of us of trying to like figure out a, a title and stuff that we both like mm -hmm. that it was like two months of just or even like a month of just silence of just like okay we did all this work and all of a yeah. sudden like sure enough it just showed up in the mail and it was the first copy and it was like wow like this is this is everything we've been doing. And I know. It, it was, was it was during the dead zone is what they called it. Yeah. They're like this is the dead zone of your book writing time. So take a vacation or something. Of course we I don't what did we do? I feel like it we just matter. worked. But what I was gonna ask you, how do you feel about this? Like this first edition? Like the, the cookbook. The, the cookbook. Yeah. I mean when I first saw it it was pretty unreal because you're just so used to seeing like so many digital copies you see it like picked apart and then you put it back together and then you have edits of photos that like 10 people are looking at and so there's like so much just like decisions and editing and and taking things out adding things in like it just was like so much like my the editing process was honestly so crazy which i i solely did with the publisher and um once i i actually wasn't expecting to get it in the mail and it just kind of came and i like felt the package i was like oh the book and when I opened it 
I don't know. I was pretty speechless. I had like no reaction. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, None. uh, wait, what? This is what's happening right now? You were like shocked. I was in shock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's so beautiful. I actually love that it's a paperback. At first I was like a little disappointed that it was a paperback, but now that I've been flipping through it so much and like actually cooking with it, I find that it's actually easier to cook with a paperback book and it's less expensive. And, you know, the whole idea of a cookbook, in my opinion, is to use it. And in order to use it, you got to get the thing dirty. You know what I mean? Like even on like the pages that we've had cooking classes, like this flautas page, it's like dirty. There's sauce all over <laughs> it. <laughs> And like, that's what I want. You know, I want it to be used and well-loved and I'm really proud of it. I love the graphics. Um, the font is, you know, the same font as our branding and on our website. So everything just like is super aligned. All the colors are the same. Um, it's just very chef bay. And it's, it's like, full page pictures. It's full page color pictures. Which um, I feel like most cookbooks, like even growing up, like my mom, <clears throat> my um, ma. My mom had, my ma. <laughs> had, had <laughs> so many cookbooks in her house. They were yeah. all next to the, the VCRs for all of us kind of... Uh, 90s kids. 90s kids. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember they just would have like a tiny little picture or no picture. Mm -hmm. And it would give you the recipe and you're like... You literally have no idea what you're making and what it's even supposed to look like or even if it turns out even if you make it exactly what it is yeah you don't even know if it's the right way to do it yeah there's so many like older cookbooks that have no pictures yeah i don't so i never weird. understood that it's like even even back then like i know the resolution probably wasn't that good but you can still throw you should have thrown Honestly, in a picture or the, two the cookbooks that have photos though from like i don't know 90s and before that like are so hilarious the food photography kills me oh it's awesome <laughs> it's so funny it's it's amazingly it's horrible, amazingly but at horrible. the same time like amazing <laughs> hopefully i don't feel that way about my book in 20 years no. <laughs> like i think of it's a complete side note shout out to my my grandpa he gave me this cocktail book from 1975 and it was a Seagram's cocktail book. And it was like literally the whole beginning of the book. It talks about how to throw a party and like what to do in a party and like how to serve appetizers and things. Mm -hmm. And there was all these pictures of like samples of like what you would serve from the mock from the cocktail book. And yeah. like it was so funny. Like <laughs> everything was just like very like like it doesn't look like it was just I feel like nowadays we make it very natural where everything looks just like as if you were just eating it, where that, it was all so staged. Like, yeah, so staged. And I don't know. I think that's what's funny now is like we're, we're – I feel like most people in like cookbooks and photography in general is becoming more natural oh, rather yeah. than this like staged, put-together little Also, thing. the game has been up-leveled, man. Like the food photography out there right now is so incredible and like, you know – you know, we're not, I mean, now I would call us photographers. Like, I think we've been through enough. We've taken enough, like, online trainings. And not only that, like, just through experience, we're, like, we're killing it at this point. But I will say that, like, there was a time that you and I had no idea what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> like, I look back at my old food photography and I'm just like, what is this? But that's how you learn, you know? And I think a lot of people 
you're listening to this, like if you're just getting started, it sucks putting yourself out there while you're still learning. And if you don't really feel like you're at your peak of your craft or whatever, but the point is, is the only way to learn is to put yourself out there, get feedback, see what you like. And then if this stuff is really out there, then you really have the availability to learn from it and be like, hmm, and have, I mean, Instagram's almost like a time capsule. You know, I scroll all the way back and I'm like, holy crap, like this is crazy. But I will say that I'm so proud of us and like the work that we were able to accomplish and the photos that we were able to accomplish because there were a few photo shoots where I thought we were going to kill each other. Oh, like I think that's <laughs> one thing most people never understood. They're like, I know we saw our one neighbor the other day and he was like, how many recipes did you guys make for the cookbook? We're like, we did 70. He's like, well, how many times did you have to redo the recipe? And it was like, to actually find, to get that final one that mm -hmm. we eventually had to redo a bunch of times with Tessa. Yeah, well, there was and like 80 total, and then we scrapped like oh, yeah, 10 yeah. of them. And honestly, yeah. like, and I, we were telling him that it, the, the recipe creation, especially with you who like have all your schooling and, and everything, it was actually easier than actually taking the photos of it. Like right. the photos were the hardest part of the book, <laughs> I feel like, because yeah. we would we would make this recipe. You know, we, Bailey and I would be in the kitchen. We're making food. It would take us maybe like an hour or two. Mm -hmm. And then we would look at each other and be like, all right, what color are we going to use? And by that, we have all these boards that we like – Mm -hmm. spray painted all these very bright colors which we actually started with in the very beginning that was how i don't even know how we got into it oh yeah we this is how it actually started we found a big piece of wood in the alley that was like probably like four feet by piece four of plywood feet. Yeah. yeah huge thick piece of plywood and I, I wanted to spray paint it hot pink hot pink you're like <laughs> i wanted hot pink and we did that and it was it made the food photography like it just amazing it. and, and so that's honestly did, like, that's what's on the cover and we did i know <laughs> that one this so this cover this pink in the background was that piece of plywood that we found in the alley that we spray painted and yep. that was the first photo we had ever taken of the book which was the watermelon pokey yeah. and it's so interesting because this was actually our plan c cover they we had another one that was white and then our plan b was the orange. The orange. And then we took the pink and then we put the words, they, they put the words on it and they were like, well, what do you like best? I was like, honestly, the pink pops. Like, yeah. and they agreed. And it's just so funny because this piece of freaking plywood is where it all started. I know. I know. And yeah. And so like, I just think of those moments where we would sit there and be like, okay, what color were you going to use? We would have hot pink or teal or green or orange and yeah. And we would marble. sit there and marble and we would... Mm -hmm set it up in our DIY <laughs> just, whatever we called it like little photo shoot and it would take us probably another hour oh yeah on least. top of that to just get the photo and mm -hmm. sometimes it would be like so I feel like half the time it would just be like boom we got it we don't even need to think twice about it and the yeah. other half of the time it was literally dragging <laughs> trudging through the mud oh look what like, i just opened <laughs> like it was okay so like we would be fighting with each other yelling like, at it's each other. not gonna be like this and she's like stop yelling at me you know like, you're yelling at me and like all of a sudden next thing you know like me and her like sorry 
me and her like piss off at each other for the rest of the day. Rest of the we day. We maybe got the picture. We don't even know because honestly, you would take this is another thing I don't think people understood is that of one scene or one recipe, we would take like a hundred photos at probably. Least. At and least. then literally later on we would have to go through those mm-hmm. but like we would take those hundred photos and be like well i think i got it but you yeah. really don't know for sure until later which if later comes and none of them actually work then it's like well we have right. to redo and then this you have to look at all yeah there's so again. many things you have to look at like focus like focus or soft focus you have to look at the lighting the props the food itself if the food's falling apart because there's some recipes that like you have to photograph quickly, like the breakfast sandwich, for instance, like the popsicles, the popsicles, like you have to photograph it so quickly. Like there's literally no room to be arguing. Otherwise, like the smoothies will start to the smoothies will were start to get wet. The time sensitive ones were like, Fuck, man, so. so then, OK, I'm looking She's like, you need to do this faster. I'm like, I'm going as fast <laughs> as I can. Like, I'm looking at this like Italian chopped salad. OK, this recipe is this is the one. I, we actually love this recipe. I love it. It's love so it. good. It's However, so good. The this, picture. this recipe, this photo, we probably did like four photo shoots. I think four. Four. Four photo shoots for and this And every recipe. single photo shoot, we were yelling at each other. Literally. Except the last one. Except for the last one when we finally were like... <gasps> I think like, we got it. I and, think we got and it. And it's honestly true because like the more complex recipes like the al pastor tacos and like, you know, the cheesecake, like that kind of stuff is like easy to take a bomb picture of like the, the breakfast sandwich, like so easy to take a good picture of it because it just speaks for itself. But when you're looking at something so simple, like the butter recipe, I was like, how do we take a picture of a stick of butter and <laughs> <laughs> make, make it look like artistic? <laughs> You know, and I think we actually, I mean, we, I think we got a good one. I feel like the butter looks pretty fly. Oh, yeah. Honestly. And speaking of the butter, you guys, this butter recipe in this cookbook is amazing. Amazing. It's like life changing. It's so good. It's salt. I called it not your mama's salted butter because it's dairy free. Hello, vegan. And it's bomb. And honestly, it's. And it's one of the essentials, which funny little story. Yeah. When we were (laughs) Like, towards the end of everything with the publisher, like, before they actually, like, started printing any of the books, including this one, they... During our final... They gave us all the photos with all the recipes and the essentials, the the pictures were, like, super small. Like, the size of a thumbnail. Yes. Mm -hmm. And... Okay, let me give some backstory. Yeah, you give it a little backstory. Okay, so... The essentials is like one of the things I was most excited about about the book because the essentials is really like what inspired me to write this book. I mean, we went back and forth on the title and like the concept for so long. And for me, it was like, look, the hardest time people have with veganism is that it's unhealthy. There's this concept that veganism is unhealthy. And why is that? Because all of the processed vegan foods are processed food. Like whether it's processed vegan food or not processed vegan food, it's it's still processed, right? It still has lots of oils and preservatives and like who knows what inside of there. And so a lot of those processed foods that vegans actually eat are those milks and the butters and um, the cheeses that have like 5,000 ingredients. And so for me, it was like, in order to really build like a healthy lifestyle, you have to like nail down those essentials and make them from scratch. Because not only are you going to avoid all of these ingredients that you don't know, but you're also going to be eating food out of less plastic. It's going to be more from the earth. You're going to have a better connection to like nature and cooking in general. I mean, I feel like it's a great feeling even 
even when we make our own cashew milk, it feels so good. We and feel it's way cheaper. It's too. so much cheaper. And we feel so accomplished. You know, there's just better ingredients in there. It tastes better. It froths better. Everything is better. So that's why the essentials, I feel like, are the most important thing when building a healthy lifestyle and just like a healthy relationship with cooking in general because it's easy to make the butter. It's easy to make the milk. It's easy to make your own yogurt. And that's like a really good thing to like nail down. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what were we talking about? I got so distracted. We're just talking. Oh, we were talking about the photos. So yeah. So shout out to anyone who is doing food photography and doing this all on your own. It's, it's hard. Or trying to go vegan. (laughs) All of it. (laughs) But you know what? Like we always say nothing Mm -hmm. happens overnight. It's all in the baby steps. And honestly, I know like I've been saying this for almost like, almost like three years now is just replacing you know Mm -hmm. instead of i feel like a lot of people when they think of plant-based food it's always like removing 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 this removing that when really it's replacing replacing those amazing things that you used to eat with something that's healthier more eco-friendly and on the same thing like the cashew milk and wait you're going on a huge tangent from the original story you were talking about we were talking about this this chapter goofball Remember? Yeah. I thought you were kind of done talking about it. <laughs> well, no, because I was telling the story of it. Okay, okay. So anyway, I was so excited about this. And the publisher was like, and I wanted it to be like the first chapter. And of course, with the publisher, they have their own ideals. I have my own ideals. Like literally no sweat off anyone's back. We're just trying to come to a middle ground, right? And so they I, they wanted to put the chapter as like the last chapter, um, the essentials. And I thought it should be the first. And that's just neither here nor there. However, when we did get that PDF, all the pictures were so little. And I had like a little mini meltdown, (laughs) as I always do. (laughs) And um, I was like, you know what? No, like this needs to be a huge, like these photos need to be bright and bold and big because I really want to inspire people to make their own essentials. And I feel like you're going to be the most inspired when you see this big, beautiful picture of this herbed, creamy feta cheese. And you're like, hell yeah, I want to make that. That looks so delicious. So yeah, that's kind of the backstory behind that recipe. And the essentials going to what you were saying to replacing things, that recipe is the perfect place to start to replace things. So like cashew cream, butter, cheese, milk, um, like all those things that we have all the time and yogurt, all those things that we have all the time in our day-to-day lives that we don't really think about that we just grab from the grocery store. We can really start to make them and add them into our routines. So yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> since we're talking about the process of the book, <laughs> yes, did like the process meet your expectations? Was it like you've been you've been talking about how you've wanted to write a cookbook since you were like 11. So mm-hmm. now that you've reached that point, did it how, how do you feel about it? Did it yeah. like, reach your expectations? Did it fall short? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm someone who loves a good deadline. Like, I don't think I would have been able to just, like, freely write this book for funsies and then try to sell it to a publisher. Um, just because you know how I work. I love I love working on the, on the wire, last minute, stressed out. I, th- I don't know. It's probably why I'm good at being a chef because the whole gig is like that. Um, but, yeah, like, did the process meet my expectations? I think it was definitely, like, I knew it was going to be a challenge. I knew it was going to be a project. I was thinking about it, like, once we signed the contract, I was like, oh, my God, like, 
I actually have to do this now. <laughs> like this contract is signed. <laughs> I actually have to do this. Um, and yeah, it was definitely hard. I think the hardest part that I didn't really expect was like the internal dialogue that happened within me of being like truly honestly afraid to put myself out there in such a big way because, you know, like it's so easy to have imposter syndrome. There's so many people that I follow online that I respect so much that put out books that I respect. And there's part of me that still sees myself as as that like inner child that I'm like, am I, do I really have that much clout to be like writing this book and talking about diet and talking about saving the planet and all this stuff? Like, am I that like person? Like, do I, have I earned that place to be talking about this? Um, and I think that was something I just didn't really expect was during the whole process. It's like, okay, I can make bomb recipes. We're making bomb food. We're taking photos like process. But then when it came to like editing and really like talking about promotions and like, like this whole promotional part is like so nerve wracking on so many levels. And I'm always putting myself out there, you know, but like, yeah, that was the part that just was like kind of blew me away and was a little unexpected was just like my own fear of like not being good enough to write a book to be honest (laughs) but you got through it yeah and like I remember nights you would you would like you just like couldn't sleep and you would just be like (laughs) I feel like a fraud and I don't feel like I should be doing this and yeah but here I am and I'm like and I just kept reassuring you. I was like, if anyone's supposed to be here, it's you. And if anyone's supposed to be writing like a awesome bomb vegan cookbook, it's you. And it's us. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It was just nice to be, I don't know, see that you're human actually. Because sometimes <laughs> I feel like you're just like a living, breathing working machine working machine i know i know i'm definitely human under all this flesh and bone yeah there is uh but you got you know you got i feel like you got it from your parents your parents are very they're both like super hard working they yeah well my grandma was very loud and very like confident and stuff and also it's just like fake it till you make it and it's one of those things where it's until you make it yeah man so true (laughs) and it's also like i also think of the fact of like life is just so short like life is so fragile it could end in a second so like if we're afraid to go after the things that we want and we're afraid to put ourselves out there and we let fear stop us from actually living our life and speaking our truth then you're not fully like living in your truth you're not living you're not taking the most of the situation and like For me, I got this amazing opportunity and my whole body was so afraid and I was like, oh my God, what if I fuck this up? But then at the end of the day, I think like, you know what, like what I don't, what do I have to lose really? Like, why not? And you know, we've both experienced loss. Like I've experienced many friends who have OD'd and died. I've lost all my grandparents. Like I've experienced a lot of loss and death in my life. And it just, I think of that and I think about like, why would I not just put it all out there? Like, why not? And I think that all the time when people are like, how do you do this? How do you put yourself out there and talk? And I know people do it way more than me and people do it way less than me. And I fall somewhere in the middle, but it's just like, what other choice do you have? You know? Yeah. Do you, uh, so I guess like, where do you see this book? Like we, we see it now 
Where yes. do you see it in like five years, ten years? This book specifically? I don't know. You know, like I really hope that it gets picked up in other languages. That's like a huge goal of mine. Um, and I really just like hope that this book helps people and helps the, helps people understand that they can really make changes, that they're their food choices do matter in the scheme of like the environment and their place in the world and how they inspire people around them because we all are kind of little sponges of our environments. And so if you're able to be like, Hey, like to your family, like I made this bomb vegan meal, like I would love for you to try it. Then it might inspire someone else in your family to try something. So it's not necessarily about like, Hey, you bought this book. So you're to dedicated to going vegan now but it's more I hope that this book can reach all the little corners of the world where people have a hard time changing their identity through their culture for, through what they're eating or people who have a hard time um, just accessing healthy foods at restaurants who can create recipes from this book and feel really confident and excited about eating healthy food because I mean I even go to blogs on Pinterest and try to create recipes that are just awful <laughs> like they just don't work and so what I want this book to be is just a way to know that these recipes will work you know like I'm a professional chef I've been living breathing and doing this for my whole life and so I really hope that people can just have trust in this and I hope that that spreads far and wide and I I do hope that this book has pops over the next five to ten years you know so was that the answer it sure was <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I just get lost in talking sometimes. And, you know, I just want to say to you, like... Well, I get lost listening to you. I know. You're I just... was just, like, sitting here. I was like, hey, I'm supposed to be the... <laughs> I'm supposed to say the I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be the moderator over here. I'm <laughs> hey. just so used to you just being the moderator yeah, and talking and true. talking. And I'll throw in a few little... Few little, little comments. Little comments here and there. Yeah. And then I'll usually... But I do just want to say that I'm so grateful for you and you worked your fucking ass off for this book. And I know that my name is on the book and it's on my Instagram, but like you wrote this book just as much as I did. And I just want everyone to know that because you fucking worked your ass off for this and you are consistently working your ass off for the launch and all the things so yeah thank you for being here because this book would not have existed without you i know it was uh honestly it was like such a beautiful experience like looking back on it it was so much just like in every day like we would just wake up and we have this like list of <laughs> on we have a dry erase board <laughs> there would just be a list of so many things we Dude, had to do the board was and we out were of just control. like like at the time i was literally like having little mini meltdowns and like panic yeah. attacks if the like board every... wasn't updated you would have a fucking panic attack <laughs> so uh but like now looking back on it i am just like I'm so happy that it went down. And like you said it before, I'm so happy it went down the way it did. But you you said it before that without a deadline, it it's there's it was hard to get that motivation to actually mm -hmm. do it, you know, because right. I feel like if we had like 2 years to write this book, we it would have taken us two years, right. you know. Totally. But because it took us we had 3 like, months. <laughs> three and a half months. <laughs> 
we did it in three and a half months and oh it was like God. this it was crazy because not only that though i do also want to say it's like you know you have to write a book but you also have a business you also have a life so like oh yeah you were officially working full-time right when we started doing the book and we were teaching probably like eight cooking classes a week mm-hmm. right so we were doing that on top of cooking for our clients on top of our classes on top of our membership like it was literally just like this madness and people were trying to like make plans with us our family was trying to talk to us about the holidays we were like i don't think anyone understands that we literally have no room for anyone anything like barely barely anything else um and it was yeah it was a process and there were literally days and i love that you said about the deadline because like we you know there are days where we're working 15 hour days back to back to back and it's a Sunday morning and we know we have another 15 hour a day. And what kept us waking up and doing it was the deadline, mm-hmm. was the schedule of just like, we have no other choice. We, we don't have g- no other choice. We don't get to just decide not to work today. Yeah. Yeah. We have people counting on us. And the thing is too, like if you don't submit your book, then every single person that has your book in their calendar to edit or do graphics or promote or whatever also gets pushed back. So yeah. you're fucking over like hundreds of people <laughs> if you don't get your shit together. And that was actually, I was, I kind of <clears throat> forgot. There was like two parts of this that one, that when we actually submitted the book on time, your publisher was like, like, wow. Like <laughs> most, know. most first time authors, authors yeah. don't like, don't edit, like, actually enter their book in on time yeah and two when finally the all the photos were due which was like i think like a couple like three weeks later after when Mm -hmm. all the yeah it was like a month yeah all the dialogue was put down they loved every photo yeah except for one there was one that we had to redo because it was like out of focus but no but we didn't even have to redo it we had other photos that were in focus and that's actually like a big deal we didn't have to reshoot anything that's like the i remember thinking the whole time Mm -hmm. where i was like okay we did this we've done all this work we've gone this far we we sent them all the photos like what if all of a sudden they come back at us and they're like yo like like 30 of these photos (laughs) fucking suck like (laughs) You're going to have to get your ass and like, and we only had like, they only had like, I think they gave us like two weeks of like, uh, like redo of any photos. So it was like, okay, like yeah, you have to redo this in two more weeks and think like, I don't know how I'm just so blessed and so happy so and so well, grateful that we yeah. like all the photos they loved. And honestly, like. And most they, cookbooks and we, they, hire out photographers. So oh, most cookbooks time. will have, I mean, I know some food bloggers and chefs that do their own photos, like Two Spoons. She's been on the podcast, Hannah. Um, she does all her own photos and she slays. But like a lot of cookbooks that you see have a separate photographer for the cookbook. So what will happen is you like, you edit, you recipe test, you get all this down and then you hire the photographer separately and then you remake everything. But mm-hmm. we were just like, we're going to test this thing and we're gonna shoot it at the exact same time because we didn't have time <laughs> yeah. to waste. Yeah, and that was like huge. Yeah, and mm-hmm. high energy. These photos have yeah. lots of energy behind them. Tons. Lots of high energy. <laughs> if you guys see the chopped salad, now you'll you'll have a laugh. <laughs> yes, you'll look at that chopped salad and be like, I feel I feel this. Yeah, I totally. feel it. I feel the photos. Which all the photos, honestly, like I love them. They're they very have us. so much character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one, I I don't know why, but my one of my favorite photos is the polenta and the and the chorizo. 
Just because that just, recipe in general, we like ate it and we were like, Fuck, well, that, this is but good. like the tomatoes, the way you like cooked them that day were like perfect. Like perfect. Yeah, I slayed. And like, mm-hmm. and even like the, the, the chocolate donuts, mm-hmm. like the way we cooked them that day, they just ended up like perfect. And when we pulled them out, like we even knew before we took the photo, like, this is it. Like these are gonna be this these are definitely gonna be the one. It's gonna be easy. So mm-hmm. it's uh but then like definitely some were like it was like, you know, melting or falling apart. It's kinda like it was just like this rush. Oh like, like the ice cream. Like, like we God. need to do this stat, otherwise like we need to do do this all over again, you know, and yeah. I'm not doing this over again. <laughs> Um, so yeah, speaking of that, speaking of the Plenta, we're actually hosting a free virtual community class. So if you guys have made it this far in this podcast, we love you. We love you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're hosting a free community cooking class. All the information is on www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash book tour. Um, and you can sign up for free. So it's going to be on Monday, August 16th in the evening. Um, I think at like 5 PM and we're going to be making that chorizo and polenta recipe actually. Yeah. And we're also going to be making one of the hibiscus hours from our, our ebook that you get if you pre-order. Is that on the IG live? <sighs> right? No, that's going to be in the class. Okay. Yeah. That's our actual mm-hmm. cook launch guest. Yeah. See, so- we have so much going on this sometimes. And it's funny. Bailey is like a little encyclopedia. <laughs> she remembers all these little details where I'm like, wait, is it this or that? And she's like, well, it's actually that with this and this and this. And I'm like, look, I don't even have to look at the calendar now because you remember it all. I know. It's so funny. Cause I, it's so funny too, that you say this about me. Cause I was the worst student ever. Like the worst. I had like a failing GPA in high school. I don't know how I passed honestly, but it's true when I'm, when I'm like focused and motivated, I'm, I've got it together. I'm yeah. smart. And I've got pa- a great memory. You're passionate memory. about, you know, you've been, yeah. you've been doing this on your own for like your whole private chef chef bay business for let's think since i was 18 and i'm almost 30 it's a long time like what what the hell was i doing when i was 18 nothing (laughs) nothing close to anything about food. hey you know what i wasn't always the most productive person like i started private chefing when i was 18 when i was still in culinary school but like i also took years off to just party so like you know, <laughs> there was like give and take there. You know, so I, give or take, it was like I about had, nine years. I had to plus be, uh, I had to be a, a wild, a wild one. I lived in San Francisco. I really had to, you know, I yeah. wouldn't take any of those parties away either. But you still like. It's funny too how <laughs> when we actually got together because here Bailey was. She owns her own business. She was like another bartender at the same bar I was working at. And here I was, a bartender, when I had actually gone to school for business, for business, yeah. bu- business management and like entre- entrepreneurship and like trying to create my own business someday. That was like my thing. And honestly, I'll say it now for whoever is listening. My idea was to create like a skate park business that it would have like a pro <laughs> shop with tons of like tons of local skaters around and it would have like a rock climbing wall in the back and like a ymca kind of deal and that was my idea where i was like i want to own my own business and something like this and then sure enough here you came along and you owned your own business and it's funny because everything i learned in business school bailey was doing the complete opposite <laughs> like like and when i say that i say that in like a totally like 
like <laughs> positive way. You just oh like in, in school, it's very meticulous. You know, you have everything written down to the T. You know your business plan. You know your your motto. You know your mm-hmm. slogan. You know like you know your your uh, your your passion, your drive behind all of it. And you also all, are like super organized, and it's and all super to, organized. Yeah. And like you were just like, I have this business. There's this works. I don't know about this part. Like I don't even. I did know. my website myself. Like everything. When you first met me, my business was a shit show, though. Like I literally was just flying by the seat of my. And pants. I would like ask you these things. I'd be like, Well, do you have like a? Do you have like all your tax information? Do you have your business information down? Like, where is this located? And she's like, He's like, How do you schedule clients? I'm like, I just know. <laughs> and I was just like completely I just confused. Remember. So I guess if you are trying to run your own business. If you go to school for it, they are going to kind of teach you the very rigid, strict way. Whereas when it actually comes to real life, it's a lot of just flow. There's a lot of uncontrollable things that's going to happen to you. And you just kind of have to learn and wing it and just try new things and figure it out. Yeah. Honestly, one of the things that I learned and what I'm learning more and more by having this podcast and talking to like all these wildly successful people is that no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) Like, you know, when you're younger as an adult, as a kid, you think all these adults have it all figured out. Well, the reality is, is like no one knows what they're doing, especially with this book launch. Like we are fucking winging it we're winging it and like that's the truth and that's the fun of it is we're just like let's try this let's do that and like knowing that like no one knows what they're doing and everyone's just trying their best can give you a lot of comfort in just like going out there and doing that thing that you've been wanting to do because truly it looks like we have everything perfectly together but we're just winging it yeah and I feel like when you have your own business, you are like your 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 own IT, your your own mm-hmm. hype man, your your own therapist, therapist, <laughs> your your own accountant. That like you can't be on top of your game for each one of those things. So at the end of the day, like you're just kind of almost mediocre in so many different. Well, especially things. when you're first starting out, it's so. Yeah. I mean. I had no money for so long. Like, that's why I was bartending, because I had no money. I was just trying to trying to make it work. You know, I couldn't afford anything. An accountant, oh my God, no way. I was just winging the whole thing. And so, you know, when, when starting anything, like, it's important to know to not compare, like, your day one with someone else's, like, year six, you know, yeah. because it really does take a lot of time and a lot of persistence and a lot of failure and a lot of fucking people saying no to you to really get to that point of being feeling like okay I kind of feel like I'm successful now like I feel like we're we're on a good track which is where I feel like we are now you know we're confident we're comfortable we're we we've got a good thing going and that's everybody you know I think of this story it was about Apple and with like Steve Jobs at the very first iPhone that ever came out I guess they were having this like whole like not like a it was like an announcement for it and they Mm -hmm. were on stage and literally the iPhone couldn't even hold the battery charge for like longer than like 20 minutes or something (laughs) so they literally had to like create this like fake iphone for the stage where it had like full battery and full bars of like cellular because it like couldn't even hook up to like the any of cellular and 
they were literally like on it and they had to like kind of fake make this like fake iphone and they literally bullshitted it from the bat from off the bat and all of a sudden like everyone bought into it they were like let's do this and they had a couple months to actually like fix all those little bugs but like yeah and that's what, and I, I and i've heard it before like if someone asks you to do something and you don't know how to do it you should just probably say yes and then find out how to do it unless like other people's lives are at stake well yeah then say just just for you know <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> disclaimers <laughs> Like, don't say you're a doctor if you're, like, not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's, I kind of assumed people would understand that. But you I guess you're right, anything, you can't yeah. assume anything. So. Yeah. Yes, when it comes to... Yeah, anyway, let's anyways. wrap this up. <laughs> anyways. Okay. Um, I was just going to say, like... <sighs> I think we are going to have to do a part two. No, I was, no, let's just, I think this is good. I think we've, we've said it all. We've said it all. Okay. Look, you guys, we're throwing parties and basically we just really want you to come. So we're throwing a party here in San Diego. It's going to be epic. August 18th from 6 to 9 PM. It's sponsored by Nova Kombucha, Rollin' Roots, not Rollin' Roots. Um, It's sponsored by Nova Kombucha and Ocean Beach Brewery, which means we're going to have some epic drinks for you guys. Roland Roots is going to be there selling food, which I'm so excited about. Mm-hmm. I love Avante. He was actually on the show. So if you guys want to yeah. hear his episode, you can check that out. Um, and we're going to be having a live band called Some Sons. They're a newer band, but they're beachy and kind of amazing. So I'm excited to see them live. And of course, we're going to have a book signing there. So you got to come. Um, if you're from Denver or Colorado at all, we're having a Denver event. And um, it's going to be like kind of like a backyard Sunday, old school hip hop vibe. We're going to have book signings there, cocktails. It's going to be so much fun. And also um, a Cajun vegan food truck called Savage Food Truck, which I'm super excited about. And that's and at Mile High. Mile High Spirits and Distillery. That? I did not say that. Yeah. And um, yeah, then we're probably going to be doing some book signings. So we're going on a little road trip um, for a few reasons. So we're probably going to do a signing maybe in like tahoe we're thinking san francisco we're also going to be cruising by portland so maybe we'll hit a portland just for funsies um but let us know we'll have more i've never been to portland yeah it's so so fun i can't wait to take you but yeah uh we'll have more incentives to go places if you guys send us messages and want us to do a book signing at a bookstore near you so let us know um and other than that make sure to grab your book on pre-order pre-sale pre-sales help so much y'all it helps get the book out there helps bookstores know that people want to buy the book um, so pre-sale order is actually so important to authors. Like, honestly, y'all are the best, everyone who's had a pre-sale. Um, and of course, books are going to be available for sale um, on August 31st and at all of our book launch parties. So if you come to a book launch party, you will have a book before everyone else does, which is pretty exciting. A little exclusive VIP club. Yeah. And, and if you do buy the book pre-sale, remember that we do have a little complimentary ebook that yes. we created with five new never before seen recipes that so we will good. send you yeah. so if so you all you have to do is screenshot your order confirmation and send it to book at chefbay.kitchen um and yeah that's it we'll guess we'll send you the ebook on your way and yeah so i hope to see you guys either at our virtual cooking class any of our book launch events and then make sure to follow me on instagram because we are going to be going live making tons of recipes from the book over the next couple months um we're going to really start those lives around like the middle of august so look out for that and i just want to say thank you guys like 
without this community, none of this would be possible. And y'all blow me away with your messages and your comments and your support. And I'm just so grateful and so excited to be able to celebrate with you guys in person and do this thing, launch this book and just like jump off the cliff. Yes. Why not? Let's celebrate. Let's do it. All right, you guys, if you loved this episode, make sure to share with a friend. And of course, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We yep. appreciate the review more than you could ever know. Um, and yeah, if you have any other questions for us, let us know. We are going to be wrapping up this season of the Plant Remedy Podcast very soon, but we will be back in the fall with some brand new episodes, brand new guests. So look out for that. Yeah. Okay, you guys, we're going to go teach a cooking class right now. We're going to make some watermelon pokey. I'm so excited. Ooh, I'm oh. so excited. And pina coladas. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm watermelon. so excited. So oh, more yeah. like a watermelon colada because there's no pina. Wada, wada colada. Wada colada. <laughs> oh my God. So we're thank so you guys. <laughs> this has been a special edition of the Plant Remedy Podcast. They're all I special. <laughs> host Esteban. Esteban. Okay. Let us know if you guys like Steve as the host. Maybe we can make this a regular thing. I all love right, it. everybody. Thank all right. You. Love you. We love you. You guys rock. Bye. Stay classy. Don't forget to eat your greens, y'all. And definitely don't forget to eat your greens. (laughs) All right, later.